Recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery, this is The Poetry Project. So, Marie Buck, what is it when the political project of the poem recognizes that it is ostensibly the product of a standardized recoding? I mean, what happens when the sides of the interlocking pieces of the poem are recognized, or that they recognize themselves as the completion of their industrial process? I.e., what are the politics of detritus? When does detritus happen? I mean, when, does, when is it detritus? Marie Bach writes, you say this hooded man sold you the seeds only yesterday, this hooded seed man of yours. A man came wearing a black hood, you say, and he gave you some seeds. Would you prefer your hair poof out like a cloud every time you walk outside? There is flooding on the fertile plain. Behold the sturdy tree. Behold its strange fruit here on Strange Mountain, back where you belong. Suppose we got a giant ice ball from the ice mountain and smashed it in the sky. It seems these poems are asking us to consider what it is to ask for extra sauce on everything. Actually, one of them does, uh, largely as a means of enforcing a divorce from texture or, lost my place, or uh, what the textural properties of the poem are, how it gets digested. But beyond that, there's, uh, I'm also talking about um, Marie's new book, Portrait of Doom. Um, but beyond that, there's also the question throughout Portrait of Doom of what these textures are that belie, uh, that, that lie betray themselves, um, i.e. in what ways are building materials ripped apart by, say, floods in Texas, then equated with the cypress trees ripped out of the ground, livestock, human lives, and at one point, just say, flooding in Texas, and at what border? What is the topography of a literature in which the discretion of, of line is so specifically linked to sentence? In Portrait of Doom, I'm struck by the ways in which the syntax of the poems fills itself with this discretion. Flooding in Texas is not mentioned, but I was thinking about it. Um, with this discretion, positioning the angle of reading uh, tipped toward the line and so toward the making of syntax itself. So, two things. Um, I found, and by the way, both of these books that I will be talking about that just came out from Kripskaya um, are... I don't know if it's because of the typeface or because of the margins or what the deal is um, or because the books are just really great, but I digested both of these books in like an hour. I just took them whole because they're really, really good. Um, and um, so two things. I remember uh, I had this feeling, that sort of unmistakable feeling of walking through the forest um, only to fall into a giant hole covered in branches. Um, while, while reading Marie's book, um, and also that sort of hilarity of text noting its self-containment and the fact of its multiplicity in a way that re resists its own containment. That is to say, the reality of detritus, which is that in its self-reflexivity, it is the flooding of its own poesis. So, please join me in welcoming Marie Buck to the book. For, for having me, and, um, and they're not here tonight, but I just wanted to say um, that I'm super grateful for uh, Brandon Brown and Stephanie Young and Kevin Killian and Jocelyn Seidenberg for making this book happen. Um, okay, so I'm going to read from Portrait of Doom for a little while, and then I'll read a few new things at the end. Okay, um, so I'll start with the title poem, Portrait of Doom. Uh, and it begins with an epigraph uh, from My Libre Piercing. Point my finger and swords appear. I'll roll myself in the beach and call myself Sandy. I'll blow water rings in the air and freeze them before they fall. 
So we'll have some deadly ice donuts and do some fancy dive bombing. Will they recognize me if I'm disguised as a rock? Will they recognize me if I'm disguised as my friend, Dinah? I want this to be a story about a locket or a story about an umbrella arrow. One blindfolded, one behind my back. Diddly boo, diddly rig, make that donut get real big. I need these ice donuts to be about 15 feet high. Diddly boo, diddly bo, point my finger, make them grow. Climb into the sun so they won't see us coming. Into the middle of the ocean with no food. Into a little present, into a force cage, into a magnetic field. With our bombs melting, what's the right thing to do? The opening we want is behind its ear. Collapse of death. I crawled out of a spider hole into a fucked up kind of youth. My parents were fucked up, and my school was kind of fucked up, and my left eye ticked and my ankle hurt. I felt my soul withering into a tiny shrunken system. But I wore a pin that said, fuck the system. And I drilled the bone out till I deadlifted unimaginable weight. Egg of pain. Hands hold up a slice of quiche. The girl crosses her arm and looks away. The girl holds a gift, her piggy bank, an ice pot. But I, I like storms. Why does my skin look like a wrinkled prune after I take a bath? Why do I sweat? What is science? It was the sweat that was forming under a rubber curry flag crate that made me wonder, who might give me life if not style? If you were me, would you freak? For you. There were new things I was already bored with, like raising hell by myself in the darkness and reimagining the bold, brilliant lights, thunderous and kind of nervous or something, and reimagining imagining, and then trying to hold a meeting in the golden glow of my heart, adoring you. But I can stretch until my head hits my knees. Pain funnel. Welfare mom with kids. Recent high school graduate. College freshman dropout. Pregnant ladies. Recent divorce. Military, active and retired. Low self-esteem. Low income jobs. Vocational rehabilitation. Experienced a recent death. Experienced a recent birth. Empty nest syndrome. Recent marriage. Relocation. Career change. Upgrade skills. Mentally slash physically abused. Recent incarceration. Drug rehabilitation. Dead end jobs, no future. College credits, two plus years. Living with multitude of families. Living with parents. Living with significant other. Fired slash layoff. Self-employed with no benefits. Tell me more about that. Can you be more specific? What have you tried to do about that? Have you tried to fix it? What does it cost you? How do you feel about that? Does the prospect have enough pain to qualify for the next step? Whose life will this impact besides you? Who will be the most proud at your graduation? Reality check. So why haven't you taken these steps yet? And that's like a, a real pain funnel. It's uh, from the sort of recruitment materials, the materials for the people who train, to train the people who recruit for ITT Technical Institute. So it's like for-profit college. Um, that's sort of the list of painful things that qualify for people to be good uh, targets for their recruiters. Yeah. 
uh, when a passionate person takes on loads of debt. A darling of several killings, I stop a bully when I see a bully. A national campaign should be a national campaign to have a chance with you, and I chance it, and then I do. With this bruise on the slave's arm sparked bolder penances. Cuteness is based on the basic proportions of a baby, plus shy or coy expressions. A cute character suffers from debt, just like you or me. But with no neck and a pear-shaped, elongated body, the eyes spaced low on the head, and usually large and wide apart, like the bull and bear. I touch the shimmering floor. I put on my belts and my boots and belly crawl to you. I want fewer men emitting golden rays, fewer CEOs armed with squirming stingrays, fewer dreaded instances, fewer quiet crises, fewer oil industries thinking and feeling the feelings that they like to think and feel. <laughs> Domestic heaven. What if all the parts of your body were turned into a crystal? I want visions and the lights flashing in the forehead. Adding to the poetry would be a chemical, the all-around danger of my individual weight, heaving with its wet and puffy force. My wet fingers search the ominous countryside. I'm drinking drinks in the natural country until my face collapses inward. It's the haft of a policeman's baton. Productions. I smell the wonderful cooking of my neighbors and see the schedule they keep. I'm feeling some kind of way right now about everything and everyone. Beverages, processed foods, tobacco, leather, metal and non-metal, chemicals, printing, construction, salt and paper, and matches. So am I feeling again? I'm feeling again. So am I, am I feeling again? I'm feeling again. So am I feeling again? I'm feeling again. Feathery shapes in the rock pile. On my face sits a stain, representative, CEO, child, all move me along to the liberty of horrors. I had to work very much and very hard. The sweat was running down my skin. My hand was shaken by the extremely decaying body. But everybody needs love. It makes me cry how unafraid in a bombing raid with facts of love. I touched her eyes. We have a psychogenic illness called the extraordinary potentials of the human mind, Mom. First I will blow here in slavery of frustration, and I will feel myself unite and cry at onions of progress. No, fuck, I'm weeping because I live in a cage and cannot deliver myself. My necklace is moving off my neck in the pool. No more staying home. No more all alone. I was dogged like a dog and handed myself over to the only digger that helped me in the shimmering shallows I rubbed and rubbed. I see you shirtless and aloud. Doom balloon. Boom. Here it is. This machine will solve all your problems with the rebels. It will go back in time and change your losing battles to winning battles because it has the power of lightning. Kevin is the most beautiful ship of evil I've ever had, standing on top of that mountain waiting. The doom balloon was doomed and beaten in the eye with a brick. We'll go back to a time before it happened. Watch, I'll rewind it. I give the doom balloon another energy beam. And this is the, only the beginning. It's as if history were being changed. Kevin drew the meteor storm into his metallic nincompoops. I tell the past, present, the future, 
And I know if I don't stock them, I'll spend my next hundred years as a vacuum cleaner. See if you can reach in my pocket. Watch closely as I turn defeat into victory. Mop up the remains of my precious. I would be a blimp. I would make a concoction. I would go, go, go. An enemy with my face flooding the arena. Pink powder flooding it. A bigger-than-life bag of teeth poured out, flooding it. Thinking at the fair about maybe going contradancing or maybe doing aerial Pilates and letting that thing inside me leap free of its tether. Who did this? Who did it? Was it you? And now I'm toying with your title. A scientist who's also a cook. Thanks. Thanks, guy. Thanks for stopping by with your new defeat. But even still, even given all that, how can I get myself to leave myself alone? By finding someone as strong as me. But there's one small problem. No one is as strong as me. Myself, blue and red and creamy, a thing of modern magic. This self, blue and red and creamy, with no life of its own. A thing of modern magic with no life of its own. Arise, arise, and hear my call. Come forth, come forth. Like a bird, arise and fly. Sweet, wet kisses, arise and fly. I must have soaked this bikini in wool eight. Why send an empty tank after us? Because it's not as empty as you think. Sword to lasso, I lost. For the first time, I lost. Uh, in every life, a little rain must fall. The power of good is always stronger than evil. You can do it. Try. I saw Kevin sneak behind a booth and break open a black egg. Smoke came out, and then we were attacked. This is Kevin, everyone. He's not sure who he is. Yes, Kevin. Kevin's in trouble. But you can try, Kevin. Try. The power of good always wins over the power of evil. You can try, Kevin. Try. I saw Kevin sneak behind a booth and throw his shoe at a cop. I saw Kevin talking to a cop once they picked him up. I saw Kevin sneak behind a booth and break open a black egg and smoke came out. Kevin, tired of studying these dusty old laws, Kevin takes a break and goes jet cycling for a while. Those of us who do what we're supposed to do are called responsible, and that's good. Kevin told me he's not sure who he is, and Kevin in trouble showed us the power of love. Goodbye, King Kevin. Uh, Festival of the Summer Moon. You're great, you say. You're really terrific. It's me here, the Red Knight, making you the main dish. Me swiping free classes from an SAT tutor. Me encircling your heart in photographs of the flow, or now I've got it, or in the zone. And without a chance to win, or at least get even, I want my guts to be a wheel, to be attached to you, a giant board. Yes, you there, looking at me, from the back. You curdling and circling, and glazing over a bit, connecting to the underside of the underside. No one can speak. Mainly, I want my money. Uh, the sword only amplifies what's in the heart. I have a fear of mixing laptops and liquids. So I bend down and thrust my legs out behind me and jump back up. These days I feel indestructible, remembering my green eye shadow, remembering my neighbors. Illusions come, illusions go. Show our true face to our foe. Did you touch it? It is like another you. Feelings must have my feelings. Somewhere inside you must be what I feel in my own heart. Find your real feelings. Think, believe, try. Feel. I sail my little throat into your little throat. 
Uh, this is called breastfed rocks deloused wit. Look at our feeble stream. Look at the horn we keep the great beast. Look at the poles injected under our flesh. The packs of poison that nuzzle the breast. I thought of fur for my traders, and all they wanted to do was fill their bellies with acorns from Puka's tree and lose their power in a creek. I think I have another extension cord and also a gun that can hit anything. What am I doing, though, shitting coils of rope? Returning home from Afghanistan in a box is usually not a good thing. Though I guess it is when it's a gag for your kid, and you're totally still alive in there, in a big electronics box decorated with wrapping paper. On the other hand, you could stab yourself there in the box, when your kid opens the box, so it's still and lifeless looking as possible. And then maybe you'd realize, that's not your kid. But an unknown shadow, nibbling away, scratching at the soil, opening the echo chamber, gloating about the horn. You throw boulders at me, I throw boulders at you. It looks like we've thrown everything but the kitchen sink. Okay, I'm gonna read a few newer things. Uh, this poem is called Gasping and Snoring. The chain is dragged back up. My blood runs cold. It's time to let myself rot for a bit. Rot for 100 years, until my diamond arrow is ready and I'm able to steal some grain. Once I sat in a smoky haze, there was a blast of fire near my leg and another near my temple. Someone entered my chamber and I felt a heartbeat in the walls. Again, they entered my chamber and felt a heart beating. Then I banged my head against a steel pole while people counted my moans, 11 moans. Then I took 23 breaths. Should I lean my head down a bit? This is called, the first time I ever really felt safe was under the weight of a wagon wheel. I cry and cry for three hours and wonder if my mount can have a mount of its own. Can it? Can my creature ride another of my creatures and bend it to its will as I bend to my will the first of my creatures? Right now, a long hair from my head has become trapped. Trapped underneath the bottom of my shirt, it brushes the small of my back. I look at my face and find my eyes, too small. My nose there, with the uneven nostrils. I relax my face muscles. I open the file I have. It's a file of babies meeting their parents' twins for the first time. Who's this? Who's this? Is that daddy? No, it's not. My own twin is standing behind the door of my bedroom watching me, watching the thorny vine grow along my arteries. I'd be better off trying to sell pre-licked food on the street. The second part of this poem gets a little freakier. It's a man commanding another man to rise from the dead. The dead man feels, he feels a strange tugging. A long hair from his head is trapped between the cheeks of his ass, and the first feeling he has is the hair shifting slightly, responding to some imperceptible movement he never made because he was dead. A shifting where he didn't expect it, which causes him awareness. A sharp pain in his head makes him reach out to the man, reach out to the man who commands him. The dead man lurches forward, lipping the neck of the man. Me, though, I'm structured to be gored, and I announce that to the whole scene, to the man who commands the dead, to the dead man, to the audience, an audience that also participates against its own freakish will. You know the hole you crawled out from? 
We're living through the second Gilded Age with all that's happening to women right now. Yeah, you fucking dick. We're living through the second Gilded Age. While doing some dental work on my mouth, my dentist asked me if I have a boyfriend or a husband and picks up my hand to see if I'm wearing a ring. Yeah, you fucking dick, I do. I came out of the birth canal very, very quickly. So quickly the nurse almost dropped me. I was already wearing a t-shirt. The t-shirt said, if it ain't pit, it ain't shit. I already liked pit bulls. I already liked milk. I withdrew a small mirror from my pocket, and in it I showed the nurse my true face. My true face is fucked up. My tongue of that face thrusts out for milk. Even in a shitty rural town with a few opportunities and a high crime rate, adolescents contemplating their futures will say that they want to leave and maybe come back when it's time to have kids, since it's a good place for kids, safer than a city, which isn't true. Even in rural southern towns where everyone speaks with a strong southern accent, people still put on an exaggerated and slightly different fake southern accent when they want to imitate someone from a more rural southern town and suggest something bad about that person. Yeah, you fucking dick. The immortal gadget. Uh, water and lava inside a closed mountain. You pedal through the mud like a calf with doom, like doom's vipers. This world that's not your own is like that. I think you must dream of me, and the best you can do is cut a sock in half and try to create something I'll want to have. I know it. I know what you're doing. But here in the garden at dusk, an astronaut with no training program gets excited by me and a simple peasant girl. You excite him too, with your gibberish and the raw quarter pounder in your hands. He says he's depressed and horny on this beautiful night. And so we hear his cry. Let's place him now on an interlocking plexiglass platform. In front of him, we stitch a quilt where no patch is any more important than any other patch. Each of us takes a turn sucking at his dick while the other looks steady at the horizon. While still on our knees, we serve him steak and beer, moving about on our hands, which get a little dirty from the gravel. He still seems depressed. This stupid place is as good as any. I bring out an easy-to-clean mesh screen. I find myself missing snow-covered streets sometimes, my lamb-like touch being my one dumb address to this world. My mesh screen, pretty useless, though, at least against any of the world's known horrors. Uh, hay in my mouth for 2,000 years. I took pictures of creamed corn and searched for a sauna. And you drew a volleyball where my head once was and noticed, man is slime. And yet I hold the key to my future in my own hands. And yet it turns out these hands are made of chicken salad. And so I cannot really lift things or even wave. They are barely held together at all. If I were to move these hands from my lap, I think I would find they detached from my arms, in fact. Instead, I've been given a tattooed hand, positioned so that it encircles my neck. Invisibly moved by it. I know that people are watching my emotions express themselves, since I can't really control them very well, since I tend to get, you know, a little butterfingered. I lied. I lied. It's all lies. The community center and its fake plants, the hieroglyphics I wrote in, which aren't even real, the squealing necrotic tissue that isn't really dead, these are all fake names that I gave. My name is actually Marie. I spent all history fantasizing. In West Germany, I drank a whole bottle of vanilla flavoring. Do you think I'm drunk? Do you think I'm drunk? Well, I'm drunk. I thought I'd buy the submission dusting powder, but then instead I bought the submission perfume. I'm touching my girlfriend's skin, which is so soft it only gives me three splinters. A blackberry thorn solders itself to my wrist vein. Hope is a real thing, just like despair. 
I let the fish suck on my face and open my mind to that hunk of meat. I'm standing behind the convenience store now, and I just want to leave Earth. But not to die. Breathe again when I've fallen into a giant pie. Okay, thank you. Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org.